Blog Talk Radio. Darren Sproul. 
I mean, I don't know what New Orleans was thinking when they got rid of him. Well, I actually, I do know, but they were stupid in doing so. But he had 152 yards and seven receptions. Cat that. Seven receptions, 152 yards, 21.7 per average uh, yards per reception. Uh, also, in the losing effort, Jimmy Graham, of course, he did a damn thing. Two receptions, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and Delaney Walker didn't do too bad as well for Tennessee. Ten receptions, 142 yards, a touchdown reception. Uh, as far as defensively goes, um, I've, I have a couple of players in mind and a team of um, In a losing effort, Delaney Jenkins, or as we say in the hood, Jenkins, had nine tackles, five nine solo tackles, rather five assists for good for a total of 14 tackles. Okay. Um, see who else? Preston Brown for the for like for the other side, for the winning side of the game, Buffalo, he had 13 tackles. Uh, Tyvon Branch, who's proven to be a very underrated safety, strong safety, had 12 tackles in the losing effort. And for a team, as far as the team efforts go, how about your Washington Redskins? How ten sacks, ten freaking sacks. I watched that game on CBS. They, I mean, of course it was Jacksonville, but still, ten sacks is ten damn sacks. <laughs> you yes, know that's a team record. And I think if I remember correct, I'm scrolling down here for the defensive stats. Uh, Asher had two and a half sacks. Um, Curse had Curse had rather one. And Ryan yes. Kerrigan, here he is. Ryan Kerrigan, four sacks. He was a fucking yes. sack that game. Dude. Dude. Oh, they were passing out during that game. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, they were just passing out sacks to whoever showed up were. on the D-line uh, for the Skins this past Sunday. Dude, were they? I mean, the thing is, is that um, I guess that was true of what was alleged about uh, former coach Mike Shanahan not letting um, – uh, Bruce, I mean, not Bruce, but Jim, Jim Haslett, like, let loose the range, just, just, just throw everything at the opposing offenses, including the kitchen sink. So, you know, it's starting to seem that way, isn't it? It's good on you. Yeah. It, you know, it's starting I mean, to seem so, that way with, with, with the way that right. they've played the past couple of uh, games, and they've actually, they're actually a, a, the top ranked defense in the league right now. If you, wow. I mean, I, I really hate the fact that people like to throw out the whole factor of they only played. Hey, they're part of the 32. They, they got a shield on their jersey just like everybody else that's in the league. They're supposed right. to come out to play. You know, regardless of, I mean, yeah, sure, you can't throw that out there. I understand they're, they're one of the worst league teams in the league, but they are in the league. And a lot of people actually mm-hmm. picked against them, against the Skins winning that game on Sunday because of the output right. that they put out against uh, Houston, Texas. And you had the please excuse this old school clock, which is right over my shoulder, chiming right now. Right. Right. And that's the thing. And um, I'm going to throw in a couple more teams because it's my show and I want to do whatever the hell I want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I want to hear. How about the Bills? This is a, a cumulative effort here. How about the Bills and the Panthers? Two teams that I know I've shitted on in the off season. They're two and zero, and they both look pretty damn good so far. Buffalo won on the road, as we all know, in week one. 
beating the Bears, a good Bears team, mind you, without any defense, but they're a good team. Mm-hmm. And coming home to Miami, granted, you know, it was a very emotional day. You know, they honored the late Ralph Wilson. Uh, Jim Kelly, cancer-free Jim Kelly was in the house, as well as uh, uh, Andre Reed, the new Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. Joined the, the crop of Hall of Famers that the Bills have. Well, I mean, what a great organization. I mean, too bad to fall on hard times. But anyway, um, but they look pretty damn good shutting down who I think is a decent Miami team. And um, hopping over to the Panthers, I mean, hell, I, I was one of many who thinks that the Panthers have a great shot finishing DFL. They're fucking last this year, you know, in, in, in the NFC <laughs> South. Right now, the Saints in the solo drive, which I'll get to those cats later. I'll get to them momentarily. But at any rate, but, but at any rate Panthers, granted, they beat Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay, but they won and Tampa. And yep. they came home and shut down a potent Detroit offense. And, um, you know, which is not voting well for my Steelers next Sunday night. But, um, you know, the, the, the fact remains is, is that the Panthers are already 2-0. And, uh, you know, they're, they're making people like yours truly and many others but pretty damn stupid right now. Granted, it's early as hell, two out of six. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But they look pretty damn good. And one more time, I'll throw one more in there, Cincinnati Bengals. Defensively, they shut down Atlanta. And they look pretty damn good so far, too. They beat down the, 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 the Ravens in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Then they came home and spanked Atlanta. They look pretty damn good. I knew on paper Cincinnati was better than the world last year. Was better than, you know than it was last year. But damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about them so far. They look pretty damn good so far. Well, the things that I was a little concerned about with the Bengals were, were that they actually lost some important pieces. They lost their offensive coordinator, who of course. Who, of course, is the uh, the skins new uh, head man. They also lost their D sure. coordinator. Am I correct? Yes, they did. He's now in Minnesota. They're coaching the Vikings. Yeah, and then they also lost Michael Johnson on that D line. With those three pieces right. gone, you know, I was a little concerned. I thought that they would still be a, a pretty good team offensively. I like Hugh Jackson. I thought he would come right. in. And, and and change the offense a little bit more, make it a little bit more of a run-oriented offense. But I was right. kind of concerned on, on the defensive side of the ball what they would do. And as of right now, you know, like you said, it, it is only week two, so I'm not too concerned yet. But those concerns are kind of reflected currently in their stats. You know, offensively they're, they're fourth in the, in the uh, league and defensively they're 25th, but they've been playing some extremely good ball and they did hold down an Atlanta uh, Falcons. I'm about to call them the Hawks. They did call them uh, hold down the uh, the Falcons to uh, to ten points. A team who actually scored yeah. thirty five against the Saints, right. who I thought would have a great defense this year, who's not looking uh, too hot defensively themselves. Yeah, exactly. And again, we'll get to those cats. I have plenty of things to say about the Saints so far, so I'm sure you did too. Um, <laughs> so speaking of which, speaking of which. Let's get to who I think stuck. Okay, I have maybe a couple of players here and there, but I have mostly teams in it. Um, but anyway, let's go to the players. And this one guy 
compared to what he did in week one, I'll be against less competition on the road. So that's he disappointed me. Matt Castle. You know, Matt mm-hmm. Castle came up a decent game in week one against the, the Rams. Uh, he did well against the Rams defense, who I still still think is hell of five. Too bad I don't have an offense. But Matt Castle's final stat line against the Patriots. 19-36, 202 yards, one touchdown, and four, count them, four interceptions. Four interceptions. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, one which was almost a turn to the house. You know, early in the first quarter, that set up the Patriots' first touchdown. And then what the hell from then? Right, I understand that, um, that no Adrian Peterson was a huge factor, may have been a huge factor in that. But for him to look as bad as he did against his boy Tom Brady and his old team, I mean, granted, I'm, you know, I mean, people will say that Bill Belichick, you know, knew knows Matt Castle pretty well for having him play for him. You know, he knows his strengths, knows his weaknesses. He's one of the best coaches in you know in, in the game right now. But four interceptions, it's four interceptions, and, 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 yeah. and they they did not look good whatsoever. He did. He 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 did not look good. I should say that. So, um, and you know the thing is is that um, it's it's going to be. I, I was thinking that it may be a little promising for Minnesota, but as, you know I think Matt Castle is starting to show his um, his bad side. Anyway, we will just move on to the Miami game. Um, you know uh, we knew that he, they they got beat down. And um, check out Tannehill's stat line. He was 31 of 49, decent, but for only 241 yards. That's like mm-hmm. that's under five yards per attempt. If you pass, if you if you throw the ball 49 times, for only 241 yards, including 31 of those rather, it's it's it's, it's, it's it doesn't bode well. You had one pick, that four times, made countless mistakes. Uh, throughout the game, they, you know, Buffalo just really teed off on him. And um, he didn't look too good as well. But, again, like I said earlier, I have mostly teams on this team. Because okay. football is a team sport. But, you know, t- the people who tend to do well really stand out. And, you know, when when, t- when teams get beat down the way they get beat down, it's like usually a collective thing. Uh, so we'll start from the top with my Pittsburgh team. Okay. You play a prime time game. I know it's sort of short turnaround time. I know it's on the road. It's against your arch rival. But guess what? Baltimore had to play that game too. Okay. Yeah. They were coming off for a short week as well. There's no damn excuse for a team with playoff aspirations as the Steelers to lose by twenty points to Baltimore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not happy with that. I mean it was a Bad effort all the way around. The defense made Joe Flacco look like Joe Montana. I mean, you know, remember when, when Joe Flacco looked pretty damn bad against the Bengals in week one? Okay, he turns around. He completes 21 or 29 passes, 166 yards, which is not, you know, which is a little pedestrian, but still, he completed over well over 50% of his passes. Two touchdowns. Did not get sacked mm-hmm. once, and did not get intercepted once. Let's look at the, uh, the the rushers again. What used to be a stall, a a a a, a, a hallmark of the Steelers' defense, stopping the run, 
They can't stop the run these days. Baltimore accumulated over 100, accumulated 157 yards rushing, four yards per attempt. That ain't that ain't good. <laughs> okay, that Bernard like a like like a, a Bernard Pierce uh, version for 22 carries, 96 yards. Okay, Forsett had 56 yards on just eight carries. That's seven yards a pop. Bones being a 41 yard scamper early in the game. Okay, and 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 of course the the ageless Steve Smith has 71 oh, yes. yards and just six receptions. He looked pretty damn good. Had a 23-yarder, you know, that set up one of the scores. And, you know, I just scratched my head as to what's going on in Pittsburgh. I mean, the last – and it's not just a defensive mess-up. Offensively, they look red right offensive. If you count the last two – the second half against the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh has gone six quarters without scoring a touchdown. Six mm. quarters. Remember, they, they were held to three points in the second half against the Browns in week one. They almost choked away yeah. the 27-3 the, uh, lead. And yeah. they had to win on last second field goal. And then combine that with only scoring two field goals against the Ravens. And, you know, the opening drive got wiped out because, dude, hey, Dwayne, Dwayne, you still there, buddy? Okay, sorry about that. This is Scott Burks again. Sorry we had technical difficulties, so the call dropped. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, the win will call back in. Uh, but, but, but anyway, I was going on about who stunk it up, who stuck up the joint in week two. I was going off from Pittsburgh. Um, got scoring nine, 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 nine points, i.e. three field goals. In the last six quarters, okay, Dwayne is back. So, Dwayne, sorry about, sorry about that, brother. Uh, had technical difficulties on my own. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I was just the miss of going off on Pittsburgh. Maybe that's a bad sign, so I'll move on. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, many teams look bad. Uh, Jacksonville, of course, looked terrible. Again, Ooh. like allowing ten sacks, they 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 acted that they they there was knowledge set up in the first maybe some parts of the first half. They threw in the towel in the second half, and I think like Broles, like Lebrolos, will be warming up sooner rather than later. Um, even though the plan is not to start him like the first half of the season, I think it, you know. And again, credit for Jacksonville for not throwing the rookie to the fire, brought us into the fire. But if it goes really south soon, I think we may see him sooner rather than later. But that's not a here nor there. Uh, you know what the interesting thing is? Yep. It's a possibility that they may bring him in uh, after the bye, which means he'll be facing your Steelers at, at in Jacksonville. Oh, my God. Well, hell, the way our defense is played, they may make his ass look good. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you can't take anything for granted these days, brother. Uh, <laughs> really can't. Uh, but you're going to have a team that really look bad as well. How about the Giants? The old oh, my team, God. They, they were pathetic. They were, they, were, they were pretty damn pathetic against the Cardinals. I, I had my eye on that game um, throughout the, uh, you know, the, throughout the 1 o'clock hour, just paying attention because being the Richard from New York, I have a soft spot like, like the Giants. 
They scored 14 points against the Cardinals. Granted, we know the Cardinals have a very good defense. We know that they have a stud at that cornerback at the Peterson, that Peterson kid. And with uh, Antonio Camargo and all his illegitimate kids. And, you know, the thing is that Eli Manning, sure, he had two touchdown passes. He also threw two picks that twice. Um, they fumbled the ball twice. They did a giant fumble. They fumbled the ball twice. Um, it's 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 gonna it has to it has to make us up a long season. It really does. I think it I think it's gonna be a long season in New York. They were they were penalized nine times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only had two hundred. They only had let's see, but they had three hundred forty-one total yards, which is not bad compared to what they did in week one. But four turnovers, four turnovers. They they didn't they rushed for only eighty-one yards. They threw for three, whopping three yards per, per carry, 3.0 even, because they had on 27 attempts, so that's the 27 times three is 81. And it's just, the Giants are bad. They they look bad. They look very, very, very bad. And it, it could get worse. Uh, the next five games, well, they have Houston this week coming. Then they go, right. and that's at Houston. And then they come to D.C., they have the uh, the Falcons at home, then mm-hmm. they go to Philly, then they go to Dallas, and then they come back home to face uh, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a rough five games for them, home and away, right. if they can't seem to get any offense generated, which has been the problem, along with the fact that they mm-hmm. just can't seem they, – they couldn't stop uh, Matt Stafford in week one, and they had issues – with Drew Stanton in week two. So you go from there to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been playing well, and that defense in, in, in Houston is extremely stout. Then they come to D.C., who I'm guessing Kirk Cousins will be at least two and a half games in, or actually by that point in time, a lot of game and a half in, to playing with this system with the first-teamers in, in his comfort, uh, in the comfortable confines of being in FedEx. Then they got the Falcons at home, and we saw exactly how explosive they can be. Then they go to Philly. We know how explosive they can be. Dallas, if right. they can continue to run the ball. Offensively, we, we see how explosive they can be. God, I'm, I'm being very, very repetitive. And then they have the Colts, and we know how, once again, explosive they can be. It's a, it's a possibility, <laughs> oh, my God, that the Giants – might not get a win until week team oh at Jacksonville because after the uh, the Colts they have a bye, then they go to Seattle, then they come home to face the 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 Forty uh, ers and then they right. play the Cowboys at home. So it's a possibility they don't get a, a win until week thirteen when they face Jacksonville on the road. Hmm. Hmm. See, that's the thing, man. I mean, it doesn't look <laughs> – I hate to keep saying this. It doesn't look good for the Giants in 2019. No, it doesn't. Um, which is sad because, again, I have a soft spot for the Giants. I like Eli Manor. I, I like and respect the hell out of Tom Coughlin, the head coach. But I'm scared for John Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, rather. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this made the beginning of the end. I think it's – I, I think it is, too. Shut. Yeah, I think they went to slamming shut right before our very eyes, and 
it's sad. It's very sad. The proud franchise, they 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 won two Super Bowls in the past few years, and I guess the hated Patriots, thank the Lord. Um, it's too bad. It, it, it's too bad. They won't show themselves. And speaking of yeah. too bad, the Saints are owing too. The same Saints that picked to win the South going away. The same yeah. Saints that picked to challenge the Patriots, I'm sorry, the Seahawks for home field and the NFC. They're mm-hmm. owing too. They lost and, and they lost the two they lost the two games in the most agonizing ways possible. They, uh, they yes. blew a lead in Atlanta. They're both road games, by the way. They blew a lead in Atlanta uh, twice. It, you know, I think it was Colston or, or, or the, uh, the one of the receivers fumbled the ball. And yeah, that was Colston. The Falcons. Yeah, Falcons. Okay, it was Colston, yeah. To set up the running field goal for the Falcons, which drove Saints fans crazy. I mean, it's one thing to lose. It's nothing to lose for the Falcons. Um, then Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland is, I mean, is looking a lot better than what I expected them to. Um, I don't yeah, know if you had yeah, a chance to watch that game or not, but What's love? They, that that final drive to to lead for that field goal that was helped them win the game. Uh, Brian Hoyer is doing exactly what he's being asked to do, which is manage the offense and and, and not outside of. Uh, 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 Jordan Cameron coming into the season, you didn't expect this offense to have pretty much, especially with Josh Gordon uh, right. being suspended for for ten games. But the two guys who I'm actually pleasantly surprised by are the two FCS guys, uh, hmm. Terrence West from uh, from Towson and Isaiah yeah. Caldwell from Alabama State. These guys hmm. in, in the backfield have been playing above and beyond with what I guess anyone would have expected them to play. I didn't even think Caldwell was going to make the squad. I was rooting for him to do so. And, and matter of right. fact, he didn't play the first three preseason games. But that one, that final preseason game where he played against the uh, the Bears, it, it looked like every carry, it seemed like it was going to be his last, and it probably was. And he made the best effort out of He gained well over 100 yards on 13 carries in that final preseason game. And he had a huge game week one against the Steelers with the two touchdowns, even though they lost. Yeah. And, and and he yeah. put up decent numbers against the Saints this past week. So I, I am I am actually pleasantly surprised, not only by the two backs, but by the Browns as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I mean, hell, I said on my preview, on my blog, you know, I, I like them over the Ravens. That's a, that's another conversation for another time. This coming week because mm-hmm. they're playing they're playing well. I mean yeah. they're not going to be an easy out, but this is the Saints we're talking about. This is Drew Brees, this is Sean Payton, head coach, mad scientist. This is supposedly an an improved defense, okay, led by Rob Bryant. And you saw mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sean Payton giving Rob Bryant the riot act, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just chewing his ass out and spit him out back and forth. I mean, I was hoping. I, was, I mean, I was wondering that Buddy Ryan was somewhere watching the game, saying, "Kick his ass, Rob! Kick his ass!" <laughs> you know. But you know, the thing is, is that 
They don't. They, they don't look good. They, they haven't looked good so far. Granted, again, there were two. There was two road games, in very hostile sure. environments. One which was against the arch rival and the Falcons. Yes. Okay? And there's only two of four of sixteen. But zero and two is zero and two. And if you yes. have, if you have high expectations like the Saints do, that's not cutting it. And they got to write this shit fast. Wait, you know the stat of the last 60 teams to start 0-2, only one has made the playoffs. Mm. Mm. And we, I, I, I'm guessing you know who that one team is. Yeah, I think I do. I think I think I do. Let me see. Uh, we'll, 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 San Diego. we'll San Diego started 0-1 years ago, like in the 90s. Yeah, and then they'll make it the playoffs and win that division. Yeah, but that's not I who I, I was cool looking for. Idea. That's not who you're looking for. That's not who I was looking for. So, well, <laughs> I tried. The last team to do it was the Giants back in what was that? 2007? No, that wasn't 2007. Oh, that was, that was, was, they, was that when they won the first Super Bowl? Was that when they won the? Yeah, that was yeah that was that was when they beat the the Patriots. In the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Was that that same year? Uh huh. Yeah, I thought so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Right, right, right. Yeah, they they they, they went to the playoffs nine and seven that year, I think. They had to go on the road. Yeah. Got the uh-huh. playoffs. That's right. That's right. That's right. Damn it, Scott. So Damn they, it. they were the last team to do so. So as a matter of fact, uh-huh. to make it even more interesting, we're already talking about the Saints being zero and two. Another team uh-huh. who a lot of people expected to win that division, the uh, Indianapolis Colts, are also zero oh, two. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, dude. <laughs> you don't blow a lead. I mean, granted, Philly's probably going to be really good this year, but you don't blow a lead at home on Monday night like the way they did. How about that play called oh, the interception by uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Andrew Luck? How, how about that play call? Instead of going for maybe a field goal, taking a ten point lead, yeah, uh, let Philly right back in it. That's just crazy. That's 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 insane. I think the Colts again. It's just two games. I look sixteen. Very true. But zero and two is zero and two. <laughs> and see, no. there, there there are two elements from that game which would automatically be in my who sucked column, which would be yes. the Indianapolis Colts defense in that from the third quarter on, just allowing. Darren Sproles to run rim shot over everyone and everything. He's just like mm-hmm. a man child. There's no way where I would have expected Darren Sproles to be that explosive and, and just expose that Indianapolis Colts defense. But Robert Mathis's, uh, uh, Robert Mathis not being there, they're being yeah. that entire defense is being completely exposed. Matter of fact, it was just not just Mathis, but Mathis and Freeman, the linebacker. Who also didn't play mm. on on Monday night? With those two guys gone, that entire defense was exposed. Even though they played extremely well, especially against the run, for about two and a half quarters. Another guy who I, uh, well, not another guy, but another person. No, no, because he is a guy. Oh, I was thinking, yeah. I, I named the defense first as being in the uh, who sucked. But another person, well, the person who sucked from that game was Pep Hamilton. 
the play calling, especially mm. in that final drive, the yeah. Colts who mm, over the past year plus haven't run the ball extremely well, even though they ran okay against Philly, final drive, yeah. you know, it, were they down in that final drive or, or was it still a tie game? It was a tie game still. Yeah, right. Their final drive, you don't run the ball well, and you have Andrew Luck who has, mm, what, 10 uh, game-winning drives? Leave the ball yep. in his hands. Let him do what he do. But, no, you handed the ball off three consecutive times for a three and out, only to punt mm. the ball off and have the Eagles drive on you and, and win with a uh, game-winning field goal. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you freaking go. So, sometimes, just as always, walks of life, and no matter what level in sports, sometimes <laughs> the coaches can cost you a win, too. So yeah, that's the way that is. Um, oh, speaking of so, which, speaking of, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but speaking of coaches that cost you a win, another coach yes, that that needs to go into the who suck category, another assistant, Marty Morningwick, calling the oh time out. <laughs> now, mind you, oh my. the touchdown would have been a touchdown to tie the game for the Jets. But with that right. momentum, I think they could have gone into overtime and probably beaten the Packers. But, oh, my God, I, I was watching a game with my sister. And uh, mm-hmm. we're sitting there trying to figure out who it was that called the timeout because, of course, Rex didn't call it. And she's like, Jesus called it. I got a feeling that a whisper went into the uh, the ref's ear and, 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 and a timeout was called. She was pretty close. It wasn't Jesus, but it sure was a, a, a weird voice. <laughs> They called the T.O. that shouldn't have called the timeout, which right. is an assistant coach, which is hilarious and also heart-wrenching. So, yeah, he easily goes into my my uh, who sucks category. That is so New York Jets, though. That is so New York Jets. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the one perfect draw that Geno Smith did have that entire game, that would have tied the game, by the way. Yes. A fourth down. Would have tied the game. But Marty Morning, excuse me, running his little fat ass up the sidelines, calling a timeout. Oh. And <laughs> while the play was going, yes. <laughs> it's just swiped out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, how would you like to be that guy on the way home having to face <laughs> Rex Ryan? How would you like to be that guy? You know, Rex uh, Ryan would want to beat his ass. You know, he would want to. Yeah, just give me a bus team. ticket from, from Green Bay to New York. Just give me the bus ticket. I don't, I don't even want to fly. Just give me the bus. I'm su- you know what? I'll give him a prize. I'm surprised he manned up and flew back with him. Because I know if I was that coach, <laughs> if, that, if that motherfucker would call a timeout and, and my quarterback, a bad quarterback, had that one perfect throw for the time of the game, uh, I would whoop his ass on the sideline. I would have been for Roger, Roger Goodell 20 times over. It should have been the crime scene. They're not fooling or calling a damn timeout. What the hell? As we say in the side, what the hell? Really? <laughs> oh, Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. How New York Jets are. How New York Jets are. But uh, who else do you think sucks since we're on that topic? Uh, who else do you have sucking? Well, who yeah. else do I have sucking? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, a mild surprise. I'm going to go ahead and say Colin Kaepernick. And the 49ers' mm. defense, mm. Um, 
I expected the, the, the Niners' defense to play slightly less than great, of course, with injuries and suspensions hurting them, even though, they, of course, they still have Ray McDonald still playing, but that's another story for another time. But yeah. for them to give up that big lead that they had against the Bears and for Colin Kaepernick to turn the ball over as much as he did uh, against the Bears, I mean, I've always thought that, that you know, Colin Kaepernick was slightly overrated because all he is basically is a time manager, well, not a time manager, but a, 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 a offensive yeah, manager man. who can who can run yep. the ball, run the ball extremely well, and and mm-hmm. when called upon, he's not one to, to to be able to get out of situations with his arm, and mm. it showed against the Bears, even with Peanut Tillman not playing in that game. Uh, that, well, once he got hurt. So, yeah. yeah, they both go into my who suck category easily. Because mm. I, I'm with, I'm with the sleep on that game. I said, oh, it's over with. I can just go ahead and wrap this Me up too. tonight and, and lay it <laughs> so down. It was over, too. Yeah. So it was over, too. And then imagine my expression the next morning, ESPN.com, you know, checking the score and see how bad it's the point out. It's curb stomped the Bears. I'm like, what the fuck? What? I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, you know those those old Bucks Bear cartoons that shake their heads up. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did a double yeah, take exactly. like that. I saw the. Uh, I'm like, what? What? I was like, you. I mean, I mean, my, like, like my brother's a big point. I say, you know, said the calls, but now for the South is a big point. I say, you know, I I've yet I I got my brother already, but I haven't gone said yet. But I'm 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 pretty sure I will soon. Uh, <laughs> he's not too happy about that. Blowing and leave like that. Good. Goodness gracious. Okay, who do you think rocked it out um, this past week? I know we, we discussed them quite a few people already. Yeah, of course, uh, all of the guys that you named, of course, did a fantastic job. Uh, one of the guys mm-hmm. that you didn't name. Yes. The, the, the QB for the Bears, Jay Cutler. I mean, they, they were definitely I refuse big. to give him credit, though. Something <laughs> <laughs> about Jay Cutler. I just refuse to give that cat credit. He's supposed to do that shit. He's so freaking talented. He's so talented. Yeah. Why does he do this every week? Why? He's supposed to, but he doesn't. <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> against the, the, uh, the, the Niners defense, it, it, yeah. was, it wasn't even expected. So, you know, he was able to put okay. a four touchdowns against them. Another okay. guy who, in, in my opinion, rocked it and yes. did something that I've been saying for almost – a year now was right. Philip Rivers. Yes, you know he, he went up against that, that like Seahawks him. defense and and was not scared. Uh, no, he wasn't. Two things that I, I I actually said in in your Super Bowl Super Bowl preview was mm-hmm. that if you could have a veteran quarterback and a tight end to play extremely well against that Seahawks defense, you can't expose them because I thought that the linebackers could be beaten mm-hmm. and. Surprise, yeah. surprise, that's what the Chargers did against the Seahawks. Now, yeah. everyone's talking about how great of a game Keenan Allen had. He didn't have a fantastic game. He had a decent game against Richard Sherman. But I just found it funny that one of the things that people talked about being an attribute of his in that game was a detriment of his and why he dropped so low in the draft was his burst in speed. Everyone okay. questioned when he was coming out of Cal. Well, especially when he went into the combine, was 
his speed? Is he fast enough? Because I think he ran a, a low four in the forty. Okay. And, and and a lot of people pass by him, but he's played extremely well in, in in last season, and he played well against Richard Sherman this past week. Oh, another guy that sure. goes into the who suck category, Richard Sherman. <laughs> My God! Oh, oh, oh yes. what? Let me let me explain why. Oh, go ahead. You know, ahead, of course, ahead, I don't. You know, I already don't like Richard Sherman because of the fact that, you know, he ran his mouth against my skin a couple of years ago in the playoffs, and I will never be able to let that go. But he's one of those guys that is a sore winner and a sore loser. He runs his mouth when he wins, and he shuts his Mm -hmm. mouth when he loses. Matter of fact, he becomes extremely recluse when he loses like he did this past Sunday. Remember, he didn't do an interview post-game. He just disappeared. Be like me. You know, I'm not, I don't say that often, but be like me. If you're going to run your mouth, <laughs> run your mouth all the time. Don't just run yeah, it when you're winning exactly. and you shut up when you're losing. You run your mouth when you're winning and you run your mouth when you're losing. I respect you mm-hmm. a little bit more. Right. And it just right. bothered me that he didn't do a post-game interview and his only response was via Twitter. Yeah. Really, dude? Yeah. So I don't want to hear your mouth for the rest of the year because of that one. Oh, that change. That chance of that shit happening. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know. I know. That but, chance you know, that once, once again, so who's to say that Richard Sherman's going to listen to me? If he does that, then my thought process and my respect level for Richard Sherman will increase. Until he does, right. you in that, what? You're in that category, dude. Speaking of Richard Sherman, you know I'm a big fan of his because he likes to talk shit. And, you know, just with just the main reason why, as a Steelers fan, I don't hate the Ravens. Because I always expect teams to talk shit and back it up. Um, yeah. But check out what this guy said today. <laughs> he broke his silence. So the quote-unquote broke his silence. And he talked about that, you know, remember that kid, that Keaton Allen kid you are talking about? When he said yeah. that he was, quote, just a normal guy and I shut down a corner. Check out Sherman's quote, and I'll make a quote for you. You know, when a guy wants his name in the paper, he's got to say something crazy. It's humorous. I guess he wants something to tell his grandkids. Remember the day I caught a couple of balls on Richard Sherman? No touchdowns. So I caught a few. <laughs> and there's more. And there's more. <laughs> this is what he said, man. Well, I played pretty well. But it's really funny that two little charges said I was exposed. One had 50 yards one and one had 60. It makes you laugh, end quote. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. It keeps on giving. He's hilarious. Yeah, it He's is. It's about what? Keenan Allen and Eddie Royal. About I would have found guys. it funnier had he said it on Sunday. If he was said it on Sunday, I'm like, all right, I got you, dude. But you, you, you were quiet on Sunday, and then it t- takes you, what, till Tuesday come up with that? Right. Yeah, man, whatever. Yeah. Dude. All right, man. All yeah. right, but, but he's right. the only beef with him. Right? He's he right. right. But he should have said that shit after the game. Yeah. He's, he's, that's that would have been epic. That would have been epic. Oh, yeah. That would have oh, been yeah. so, That would have been epic. <laughs> uh, oh, another guy sticking to the yes, same sir. game who who, yes, uh, who rocked it, old man Antonio Gates. I thought he was double um, for, for his career. Who touched reception? Three. Who knew? That was awesome. Who knew? Three. Who knew? Who, yeah. who knew? 
Who knew? I mean, I said, they still got it, bro. The brother still has it. How old is he, a thousand? I mean, he was born in NFL, <laughs> wasn't he? How you boy kid on Coming to America? Oh, Antonio Gates, he 127 years old. Oh, man, yeah. you ain't never <laughs> met no Antonio Gates. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, he had seven receptions, nine six yards, three touchdowns. Just schooling cats in the red zone, schooling cats. And to your point, you know, he's a he's a tight end. He's a reversal tight end. I mean, yeah. Cam Chess had a hard time covering it, and mm-hmm. the linebackers had a harder time covering it. And because. Yeah. Uh, and Tony Gates, he's too big for a safety, but he's too quick for a linebacker. He's he he he's 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 he's, he's one of those night match up nightmares. Let me just click on this player card right there. I wanna see how old this cat is. You know what's stressed up? I call him old. He's only thirty four years old. <laughs> he's younger than me. So you know it's it's real interesting, especially when it comes oh, to sports, man. when we start yeah. questioning someone's age and how, quote-unquote, old they are, when, of course, right. they are younger than us. But that's another yeah, story exactly. for for another time. But, you know, it, it's it's fun and nice to do. Yeah, they're old. They're football old. But he's old. Well, he's football old, and he's cagey. He's old football old. He's wily. Though. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's he's one of the things I think that that he was – it, it was something that was an attribute of his for him to compete well against that defense – I just want to see yeah. whether or not Julius Thomas learned something from that footage when they go up into Seattle for next week. He has to. Otherwise, he's going to be called label soft for the rest of his career. But I'll say yeah, this one last thing about that about Philip Rivers. You touched on it earlier. He was not afraid to go out Richard, after Richard Sherman. He was not, not afraid. He was not afraid to go out after the, the Legion of Boom. He went at him. He went at him. I mean, say what you want about about Philip Rivers being boorish, him being a cocky, he'd be cocky, overly cocky. If you're if you're Jay Cutler, but dude is not afraid, and that's mm-hmm. one quarterback you really want in your squad. A dude, a dude who's not afraid to go out for the best, and he did that. Granted, according to Richard Sherman, once again, no touchdowns, but they piled up yardage on him, and uh, that's. That's all that matters. So uh, there you go. Hey, appreciate it, Dwayne. Sorry, I, I appreciate you doing this on short notice. Sorry about the technical difficulties early on. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you for having me, and thanks for allowing me to be the first. Yes, sir. And we're going to do this again every week. So um, we may have some company. We may not. But out of the way, man, we're going to have some fun with it. Fantastic. All right. Take care, brother. Uh, you do the same, bro. Thanks. That was Amanda Wayne Nash. Check him out on the yard slash HBCU Sports. He's on Facebook. Um, uh, you can actually Google him. You'll find him. Uh, he's online somewhere. <laughs> but his site is fabulous. We're going to have him back, actually, hopefully sometime next week to talk about uh, HBCU football. Uh, we didn't have the preview earlier, but we're going to have a preview slash look ahead, we will, the rest of the football season. Again, thank you. Um, thank you all for enduring the technical difficulty. This is Scott Burks with the Klein Hour. Signing off. 06. Good night. <laughs>